Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, said the Lord. Tell it like it is radio show. Good to be on the air with you tonight. We are broadcasting live on January 3rd, 2021, uh, right out of the KDIX studios, Dickinson, North Dakota. And we've got people texting me already. We've got uh, a good way to be part of this program is you can text me 701-290-7862. You could be listening here locally on KDIX, the AM station here. Uh, kind of the main AM station in Dickinson, and we've uh, been on this radio station for many, many years. Also, we, be, we are being picked up on Holy Ghost Radio and also KDIX's website. And so I'm not sure which way you're listening, but if you want to be part of the program, or at least to let me know you're listening, I won't bug you if you're listening and you just want to say, hey, I'm listening, or hey, I agree with you, or hey, I disagree with you, uh, as long as you're nice about that, we will... Uh, be glad to hear from you. I've got people texting me from all over the place already. And here again, 701-290-7862. We've got, um, let's see, who was the first one? Brother Rose, you were the first one from Kentucky. 
Uh, Brother Griffith is out somewhere in Montana texting. We've got uh, Brother Dale Jones listening tonight. He said, tell it. I'll, I'll try to. The uh, We've got uh, Sister Yvonne and Marin listening down in in Bowman. And, boy, they're coming in now. I gave out that number. We've got the Lees tuned in here in Dickinson. We've got um, we've got Happy New Year from Brother Joe in Arkansas. Good uh, Happy New Year to you also. Brother Farron listening tonight, good friend of mine, great evangelist. In fact, I think I'm going to play one of his songs tonight that will go along with my broadcast. So Brother Farron is listening, Bill Farron. Tim is listening in North Carolina, requests prayers. Lord, I pray for Tim. I don't know what this need is, but I ask you to touch him, his family, God. We just pray in the name of Jesus for Tim. We've got, um, let's see, some of these people I don't know. Uh, oh, this is a, a Jeremy from uh, Linden, Tennessee. I think he might be a new listener. From last week, I think I saw his name. We've got Tim listening somewhere between here and Minneapolis. We've got um, the Willis family listening, tuned in, and the boys love Bob. His boys haven't figured out Pastor Simons yet. They just call me Bob. That's what they call me. <laughs> I got Brother Belgard. Here's a good friend of mine. Laney and Peyton, are they listening? Are Laney and Peyton, Peyton listening tonight? Pray for you guys every day. We've got Brother Fuller. Listening uh, tonight, and he said that KDIX has an app you can listen on to. Brother Johnson from Mesa, Arizona, listening tonight, and we've got Grace from North Carolina listening. So I may may tune up on this later. I didn't read all of those. I'm just kind of reading the headlights of or headlight <laughs> the head of what do, what do I want to say. Brother Portalis listening from Wapaton. The Lunas are listening. Good to have them. All right. Well, it's. Um, Happy New Year, as was said already, June or January 3rd, 2021. What an interesting year 2020 has been. And I I know that uh, many of you have come through the uh, COVID-19 season and your life was drastically changed and so on for different reasons. And it was really an interesting year. Um, looking back on it, um, I'm glad. I, I'm going to tell you now, hindsight's 2020, but I'm glad our church never shut down. I'm glad of that. I feel very good about that, and I, I, um, I, and I know some of you pastors that are listening, your churches did shut down, and I know we were all trying to figure out what was best and trying to figure this all out, but uh, looking back at it, I'm glad that we just continued to go forward, and now we have people that visit our church that are excited about that, and, and um, we do pray for the um, people that have gotten sick with this terrible flu, but we also know that um, you know the, these types of things in life do happen. Schulers are listening tonight in Grafton. That's pastor friends of ours. Uh, we've got um, the Matherns listening somewhere down by New England. Just a lot of people listening. I've got my guitar in the studio. I might do some, in fact, I think I will do some singing and uh, playing my guitar tonight. I want to talk about something. I'll just kind of get right into it here uh, after all the, all the ingredients. But I want to talk about something tonight. Uh, that I spoke about a week ago Wednesday, this past Wednesday in our church. And I want to just kind of modify it a little bit for the radio. Uh, the danger of hardening our heart. And I want to just turn your attention to Mark chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And Jesus, the Bible said he entered into the synagogue, and there was a man which had a withered hand. This is Mark chapter 3 and verse 1. And they watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. And he saith unto the man which had the withered hand, Stand forth. And he said unto them, it is, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath day, or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they held their peace. And when he had looked round about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. And the Pharisees went forth and straightway took counsel with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. Well, here's an interesting story about the, um, and we could certainly digress a little bit and talk about the Old Testament Sabbath day, which I do occasionally address on this radio show, and um, I try to address it, I mean, I'm not going to say I address it every year, but I try to address it occasionally because I think it's an important topic of do New Testament Christians keep the Saturday Sabbath, that's a good good um, topic to talk about on the radio, and I do not believe that they do. I don't believe that they um, would be wrong in doing so, but I also do not believe it was required of the Gentiles to keep the Sabbath day. 
and I've got a whole radio show I do on it. But anyway, I'm not doing that tonight. But here, these Pharisees had made up some rules about the Sabbath that really weren't true. And um, because on the Sabbath day, if you saw a um, ox, for instance, or a donkey that had fallen into a hole, you could get your friends together and get it out of the hole. You didn't just let it die down there. That was not the intention of the Sabbath day. And here Jesus, that's what he asked them. Is it okay to do good on the Sabbath day? Here's a man who had a withered hand, and Jesus was going to heal him, and they looked at him, and they were wanting him to do it so they could accuse him of working on the Sabbath day. This made Jesus very upset. Uh, he was The Bible said he was angered. He was, he was angry. He was grieved with them. And uh, you don't read too many times that Jesus, when he walked this earth, was angry. A few times. Well, this was one of them. And the reason he was angry is because of the hardness of their hearts. Like, they had their little deal going, and they just couldn't see that here we got a man that's going to be healed here today, and because of your little deal that's going, you don't want him to be healed. And so they had a hard heart. In Matthew 19 and 8, Jesus also talked about another spot where people had a hard heart. He talked about, uh, in the Old Testament, how Moses had allowed for divorce because in Matthew nineteen eight he saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning it was not so. Now, I believe it was because of the polygamy that these Old Testament people were practicing that Moses had written a law of allowing them to divorce because in the Old Testament, if you didn't like your wife and you were married to two other ones, you could just kind of ignore her and... And, um, you know, you had a couple more wives. And that that's because the, the men were hard-hearted. I think that's what Jesus, he was talking to men here, and he said, because of the hardness of your heart, that's why Moses allowed for divorce. But he said that was never God's intention. And uh, it still isn't God's intention for divorce, by the way. He hates divorce. And um, that's another radio show. But I, I read those two verses tonight because I wanted to talk about the danger of hardening our heart. We've got to be, it, there's a danger in hardening our heart. And we've got to be careful of this. We've got to be careful of allowing our heart to get hard. It's a dangerous place to be to have a hard heart. And there are many different levels of it. Certainly, the the greatest level of a hard heart is um, uh, dangerous people, um, you know, Nazi war criminals, you know, for instance, that could see children ripped out of mother's arms and killed and tortured and and just go home and have supper afterwards. That's a hard heart to see anybody suffer like that and not feel bad, not try to stop it. That's a hard heart. We read about some of the genocides that have happened throughout even recent history, even now. You know what's going on in Ethiopia. I don't know if it's maybe not as wide scale as what went on in Rwanda back in the eighties, but but um, you have to have a hard heart to look at a group of people maybe that have a different cultural background than you and just think, let's eradicate them, let's kill them, genocide. That's a hard heart. You know um, the um, uh, when we read about these school shootings and we read about the people that just come in and kill innocent people, or you read about drive-by shootings that gangs have, just driving by houses and shooting into the houses, and then you'll hear in Chicago of children being killed in those drive-by shootings. And these people that do these things have to know that. They have to know that you know there's going to be children killed. These are not just the opposite gang that you're trying to take control over, but many times innocent people are dying and you are just hard to it. You know, I've seen people in marriages where they get hard hearts toward their spouses, or sometimes children hard hearts towards the parents, or even parents with hard hearts towards the children. Um, I rem- uh, many years ago, we had a, uh, it's kind of a long story, too long to tell the whole story on the radio, but there was a man attending our church. His wife did not attend our church, and this man seemed to be doing good spiritually. He seemed to, uh, you know, he was... Uh, you know, kind of saying amen, and he came early to church and dressed up for church, and his wife did not attend with him. And then one day, I didn't notice him slacking off, although 
in in hindsight I noticed it later, but I didn't really notice it that he was coming late for church and in his work clothes and so on. I didn't really see that until in my mind's eye I saw it later. And then one day he just quit coming altogether, and I didn't see him, and I didn't wasn't able to get a hold of him. And then finally I try I saw him driving, and I chased him down, and I made him get into my car, and we drove around together. And his first statement to me, I said, I said, what happened? And he said, I hate her. I hate her, Pastor Simons. I hate her. I go, you hate who? He goes, I hate my wife. He said, um, her parents were going to be moving out of state. She came to me a few weeks ago or a couple months ago and said, I'm moving with my parents, and you're certainly welcome to go if you would like to. And he said, something died inside of me. And he ended up losing out with God. And that man now is in prison in the state of Washington for murder. First-degree murder. How did he go from a person that seemed to be doing good spiritually, everybody liked him, you know, the life of the party, he loved his children, how did he go from that to being now in prison, and the good news about it, he writes me letters in prison, he's come back to God, he's baptizing people in Jesus' name in prison, and I'm glad for that, I'm excited for that, I'm glad he turned it around, but he will never get out of prison, he will never see his children, his family again, why did that happen? I'll tell you why, because he let his heart get hard. And, uh, you know, I, I want to just warn people tonight about this. I want to talk to you about this because um, there is a danger, and we're going to go through some things tonight. I'm going to just play a part of a song here. This is called Tear Down the Walls by Brother Farron. But uh, there's such a danger in allowing our hearts to be hardened. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. We've got Ben Yoder listening in Pennsylvania. We've got some dear friends of mine, the Burlings, listening and wishing tonight. All the rest of you. Text me, 701-290-7862. Trials and troubles on every side as they search for what they yearn. But they don't know that Jesus came to fill the void. Replace the fears with peace and joy. The sting of death has been destroyed. Tear down the walls. Break the chains. To help the people bound by sin. To be free in Jesus' name. Tear down the walls. Break the chains. To help the people bound by sin. To be Masquerading their fears is pride But Jesus came to give them hope Trade their failures for victories He said, I am the way, the truth, the life You can put your trust in me Tear down the walls Break the chains To help the people bound by sin To be free in Jesus' name Not all addictions are bad. That CD is addicting. 
That was Bill Farron. His uh, CD that he put out a, about a year ago. Is it two years ago now? Coming up on two years ago. And uh, if you get that CD and you've got it in your car, I don't think it's online yet. I don't think you can buy it online. I don't know. Uh, maybe somebody can let me know that. But but it is really good. It's called The Captain. It's by Bill Farron. And I can I can get you information on how you can get a hold of that CD if you've got a real CD player. You, I've got I've got the CD. It's in one of my cars, and if you start listening, you can't hardly stop. Good to have Shane listening tonight. I'm glad he's listening, and all the rest of you. You can be part of this program seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. Yes, I did bring my guitar, and I am planning on playing. So, thank you, brother Luna, for that, and I. Appreciate it. There are people that act like they like my singing and playing, and that's all I need to keep doing it. So there. We're talking about the danger of hardening our heart. There are signs to others around us of a hard heart, and sometimes a hard heart is hard to recognize yourself. That's why I'm doing the program. I'm trying to help you to recognize if you have a hard heart or you're going that direction. Signs to others of a hard heart are words, sometimes our eyes. Sometimes I can look at people's eyes and see a hardening even the way they squint their eyes or kind of, um, you know, just the the look that they have. Actions, of course, can show a hard heart. The, um, you know, so there's just a lot of different, um, you know, there's uh, attitudes, like I don't care about anything. That's a hard heart. You can harden your heart against other people. Sometimes you'll harden your heart against specific people. Uh, you'll harden your heart. You can harden your heart against where it, to the point where you don't even care what happens to yourself. That's a, that's a hard heart. That's why some of those school shooters, that's really scary. Um, that they could harden their heart where they don't even really care. They can shoot 15 people and then just put, put the gun up to their head and shoot themselves. They don't care what happens to them. That's a dangerous, dangerous place to be for anybody. You can harden your heart against God. And that's ultimately the scariest thing of all. Um, I will tell you, that there are people that have hardened their heart against God to the point that they have no fear of God in their life. They could they could care less if there's a hell. They feel justified about themselves to the point that even if they went to hell, they'd have a hard heart there. That's scary. I'm going to talk about a little bit of that if I get to it. You know, Hebrews 12.15 says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. So you can fail the grace of God. You eternal security people out there better pay attention to Hebrews 12.15. You can fail the grace of God. You can be walking in grace and fail. You can not pass the test. You can be lost. And then it goes, this is how we fail. This is one of the ways we fail. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. And so if you allow bitterness or this hardness of heart to happen to you, not only you could be lost, but you could hurt others. And the root, what is the root of this bitterness? What is it? Well, I want to talk about it tonight. What Some different things. I maybe have several. I talked to a friend of mine, Pastor Mike Chuppy, in our Bismarck Church last night, very late, and he gave me another one that I can add to my list We were as we were visiting. It was something I hadn't thought of. But the reason that people begin to let their hearts grow hard they really vary. And the scariest ones are the ones that feel justified about it. But no matter if you're justified or you think you're justified to let your heart be hardened, or you're not, the result is the same. You're the loser. So let me just kind of get through this list, or let me just try to attempt to talk about it here. And here again, text me 701-290-7862. Some of this is going to be fairly harsh to you. I'm going to try to take away some excuses for hard hearts. But number one, sin can ha- ca- cause your heart to be hardened. Hebrews 3.13 says, But exhort one another daily while it is called a day, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So sin can harden your heart towards God, and it can harden your heart towards other others. It really can. Um, sin, you know, that's why addictions are so dangerous. You know, that's why um, um, you can, you know, for instance, uh, people that end up with a pornography addiction, they might start out watching certain types of things, but pretty soon it's not enough. Their heart begins to be hardened, and then they end up going into all kinds of terrible things. And that's true with any type of addiction, any type of sin. 
sin can harden your heart. It really can. The um, oh, uh, Brother Fuller wants to know how to spell Ferrin. It's F-E-R-R-I-N. And hello to Sister Brett. She's listening tonight. Zach and Leah and their 17 children are listening tonight. How many kids you guys got? Anyway, I think it's just three. But Anyway, good to have them listening in Fargo tonight. So number one, sin can cause heart hardening. The deceitfulness of sin. And I, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm going to spend a lot of time on this one, but don't play games with sin because your conscience can be hardened. You cannot feel guilty about things that you used to feel guilty about. You can start to justify your sin. That's the deceitfulness of sin. Nothing wrong with this, Pastor Bob. Well, a year ago you thought there was something wrong with it. What changed? Did God change his mind? Did the Bible, did you get a new version of the Bible? No, if it was sin a year ago, it's sin now. You know, that's why uh, homosexuality, which most people thought was a sin in, you know, before 1990, now many Christian people don't think it's a sin. They think, well, it's an alternate lifestyle. Well, I agree with that. It's an alternate lifestyle. But still, it's a sin. I don't hate people, and I, I wish the best for people, and I want people to be saved. If you're a homosexual here in the Dickinson area, we'd love to have you come and visit our church. You'll be treated very, very well. You know, because we love everybody. But it's still a sin, and you're going to have to come to grips with it, and you're going to have to repent of it, and you're going to have to give it up. But the deceitfulness of sin causes people to justify sin. Number one, that's number one. Number two, unbelief will harden your heart. Mark sixteen fourteen, the Bible says that Jesus, he appeared to the eleven after the resurrection as they sat at meat, and he upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And so Jesus was upset. He he got on to his disciples. Why didn't you believe the people that were eyewitnesses originally of the resurrection? Now, of course, they were at this point. But at first, many of the disciples, not just Thomas, not just doubting Thomas, but many of the disciples just didn't believe they had seen Jesus crucified and killed, and they were just like, he's dead. And Jesus said, why didn't you believe even after people told you that they saw me? It was because unbelief had hardened their heart. The The Bible said that Pharaoh, in the book of Exodus, and I may talk about him a little tonight in the program, but that he he uh, he his heart was hardened because of his, his magicians and so on doing the same um no, Brother Farron's music isn't on Apple Music. I think you just about have to order the CD, Brother brother Doug. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a radio show, and I'm talking to people texting me, too. I'm multitasking. But unbelief will harden your heart. That's why be careful what you allow in your heart. For instance, misinformation about so-called science, that can harden your heart to faith. I want you to understand that there's many scientists out there. Uh, there are many scientists that believe the Bible out there. We don't hear from them. They're blackballed from the scientific community many times. But uh, the the fathers of science, you know, the fathers of of you know uh, astronomy, the father of biology, the father of all these different fathers were men of faith. You know, they the the the. Uh, uh, Father of physics, you know, we call, I mean, you can still in your textbook see these people. These people were believers. They had no problem with the Bible and science contradicting itself because it doesn't. But so called science, this fad science that changes every five years, that could cause a hardening of your heart. You know, it really could. There was a young man, I knew him. I knew his family. He went away to college to be a scientist, and he lost his faith in college. The last I heard, he's like either an atheist or an agnostic now. He's got a sister that's still living for God, but he lost his faith in college because he allowed his heart to get hardened through unbelief. Pride, number three, pride can harden your heart. Daniel 5.20, talking about King Nebuchadnezzar, but when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne and they took his glory from him. 
And so, the, you know, this uh, this pride can give you a hard heart. Think you know everything will harden your heart. Now, the interesting thing about pride, and be careful with pride, because God knows how to abase or to knock you off your feet if you're proud. God can bring the proud down, and he's very, very good at it, and it's not an easy landing, like in Nebuchadnezzar's case. It was not. God can, you know, you think you're really something, and your heart is hardened through pride, and you think you know everything. And I, I know I've been doing a lot of speaking about this in our church. You can be as dumb as a box, box of rocks and think you know everything. And if you don't believe that, listen to Hank the cow dog. Sometimes people that think they're so smart are the dumbest people out there. And and pride can can blind you to your own stupidness. There could have been a nicer way to say that, but I don't. I'm not calling anybody's name here. If the shoe fits. You know, get an extra large. You know, there's, there is a, <coughs> pride is a hardening thing. <coughs> and unfortunately, sometimes when God tries to abase or knock down the proud person, they their heart stays hard, unfortunately. And I'm, I'm rushing through some of these because I wanted to get to number four. Because number four is where he wanted me to get to. But some hardening of the heart comes from real hurt. Real hurt can cause a hardening of the heart. And this is the most dangerous of all. The reason it's so dangerous is because it seems justifiable. You've been hurt, really hurt, not just supposedly hurt, but you were really, really hurt. It wasn't your fault, didn't have anything to do with it, and now your heart is getting hardened. You've built walls of protection around yourself so you don't get hurt again. And you just are saying, well, Pastor Bob, isn't that right? Can't I do that? Isn't that okay for me to harden myself a little bit when I got hurt so bad? No, it's not. You know, I was up at the jail, you know, many years ago, we do a we do a jail ministry. This COVID thing, the jail has stopped, asked us to stop coming now. It's been close to a year, and, and I'm really not happy about it. I really hope they let us come back because I was doing that particular county jail ministry probably for, in fact, Tim is listening to me tonight. He was He's one of my partners that goes there with me, but I, I've been doing that jail ministry, I think, for, I don't know, 20, 25 years maybe? Something like that. I've got to meet a lot of people. And now there's kind of a hole in my heart that I don't get to go right now. So pray that they open that thing. The Sheriff's Department here in Stark County opens that again so we can go in there. I'm certainly not afraid of catching COVID. I, maybe they're afraid of me giving it to them, but I'm, I'm certainly not afraid of it. But I asked the men at the jail several years ago, I said, um, I said, how many of you were ever been hurt, maybe as a child, like really abused or even molested. And there were several hands that went up in that room, more more than you maybe would think. And I said, well, let me run something by you. I want you to think of the person that hurt you, maybe this adult that hurt you, and I want you to think about this. If you don't forgive them, you're going to go to hell. If you don't forgive this person that hurt you, you're going to go to hell. How does that sound? And a lot, one guy raised his voice and he goes, Pastor Bob, that don't sound right. That's what he said. That, there's something that don't sound right about that. And I said, it doesn't sound right. But Jesus is the one that said it. In Matthew 6.15, he said, But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. You see, hard hearts, no matter if it's justified or not, you're still the loser. You know, it, it's it's a, a you know this uh, you know this idea that I have a right to be bitter. I have a right to have a hard heart. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not. I don't know your story. Of course, I don't even know you know even a percentage of the people listening to this broadcast i know the ones that are texting me 701-290-7862 
and there's text to be some pretty neat things right now. But the the uh, I don't know who you are, but I will tell you that you may have a right to have a hard heart, but it's still going to kill you. Bitterness is like fixing a cup of poison for your enemy and then you drinking it. That's what bitterness is like. It kills you. They might not even know you're mad. You say, well, once I get a hold of them, they will. Well, whatever. But real heart can cause a hardening of the heart. Like there's other things that are real hurts. Like disingenuous believers, you know, hypocrites. They can cause your heart to get hard. Like maybe maybe you out there listening had a pastor in your life that uh, that was playing some kind of a weird game. Now I'm not. We realize pastors are humans. I'm not talking about that, but I'm saying maybe he was a hypocrite. Maybe he was preaching one thing and living something else. And because of that, you don't go to church anymore. Uh, hypocrite. I had a pastor that was a hypocrite. See. You're the loser. Now, I'm not saying he's not a loser, but he could repent and go to heaven, and you could be lost. And it was, and you'll be lost blaming him. And maybe spend forever in hell feeling justified about it. I don't know how it works down there. You know, there are, there are things that people build walls around their life, and some people, some people harden their life. I can see I'm not going to be playing many songs of my guitar tonight. They get their hopes up about something and get it crushed. They get their hopes up again and get crushed. They get their hopes up again and get crushed, and then they just get hard. And they become pessimists. They don't ever get their hopes up again. Why get my hopes up, Pastor Bob, when I'm just going to get crushed anyway? Their age and life itself can cause a hardness. It really can. There are people who have lost, they've missed the prime of their life, they've, maybe they've wasted it, maybe it wasn't their own fault, and now they're older and it's not coming back. And they hardened their heart. You know, uh, I've got to be careful of this. So, you know, I like being a pastor, I really do. And the people in our church seem to like me, most of them. I'm sure there's some over the years that didn't and maybe quit and so on, but generally... It seems like most everybody likes me, and I know the kids all seem to like me. They they all are really nice to me, and just I mean, it's just I mean, I can tell you some of the neatest things. A little girl here recently told her mom. Her mom texted my wife, and her, this little girl, she was telling a school friend. She said, "My pastor is really handsome." <laughs> she said, <laughs> "I thought that was so nice." You know, I I don't know. I, I'm not sure why she. You know, I'm 62, and I'm not real handsome at this point but maybe i'm okay for a 62 year old but i'm just saying it's it's not you know i don't know but one of the things i like pastoring i i got i'm getting sidetracked but one of the things i've got to be careful of is one of the hardest things on me is when people walk away from god it's very hard on me and there are people in my ministry that have walked away from god that i would have never imagined would have walked away from god there were there were two girls in in our youth group when we first started the church, we had a youth revival, and there were two girls in that youth group that I would have banked my life on that they would have never walked away from God. They were uh, they were selfless. They had a hold of the doctrine. They had a hold of holiness. They lived for God even when their parents did not encourage them to live for God. And both of those girls are backslid now from this truth. And if I'm not careful, those kind of things can harden my heart. You could start looking at everybody that comes to God and say, well, I wonder how long they're going to last. You say, well, you shouldn't say that. I'm just telling you, it's something I need to battle myself. I've seen a lot of success stories, but I've seen a lot of failures too. You know, this, this um, you know, people that walk away from God, it, it is discouraging. I know I was talking to a pastor several years ago whose daughter, his daughter's marriage had failed, and she walked away from God because her marriage failed. That was, that's sad. 
And so I know that that you know the hardness of heart can happen for even legitimate reasons. But I'm telling you it's not it's not a good excuse. Hey, there's my guitar. You know, um, this song is written about how life is not easy. And how the second verse talks about how Jesus, life was not easy for him either. But he did what he had to do. Against the wind. Yeah! Problems on the rise. Troubles just increase. Responsibilities never cease fears and doubts assail worries from within sometimes life is just like walking against the wind against the wind against the wind sometimes life is just like walking against the wind When the storms around me blow Jesus, please don't let me go Take my hand and lead me on Against the wind Accusations met Not a word you spoke Love flowed from the heart That we broke Innocent from birth Pure without within Yet you walked up Calvary's hill Against the wind Against the wind Against the wind Sometimes life is just like walking Against the wind On a dark and stormy day You just gave your life away You were lifted up before us against the wind Against the wind, against the wind Sometimes life is just like walking against the wind When the storms around me blow Jesus, please don't let me go Take my hand and lead me on against the wind Man, that's the way life is sometimes, but don't let your heart get hard because of it. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, I have got a really great selection of texts tonight. Um, you know, this uh, people talking about unforgiveness. Uh, let me let me just see here. Um, this one here, the um, hurt people, hurt people. Brother Jones said that. Um, and it's uh, that's true, but you know, this is one of the most important things that we can talk about here tonight. Uh, I want to say hello to Casey? She's listening tonight somewhere out, I think, in South Hart. We've got. No matter if you feel like you have a right to be hurt, don't let it harden your heart, because you're going to be the loser for it. There's other reasons people harden their heart. Uh, my friend uh, Pastor Chuppy in Bismarck has battled many health issues over the years. And sometimes health issues, if you're not careful, he told me, can harden your heart, where you get to the point where you just don't care. You know, you get to the point where you don't even care if you live. you got to be careful of those things. Sometimes it's other people's, maybe a child of yours is going through things that can harden your heart. Uh, wondering about God, wondering why. You know, um, but there are other things that harden the heart. Wow, where did this program go? I should have done this like in two parts. I'll, I'll just, I'll just, you know, you're, you're getting the gist of it. It's all right. Self pity can harden your heart. You know, it really can. I've felt this creep into my heart at times. You've got to fight this with everything that you have. Self pity will destroy you. And I can tell you many, many, many stories of people who have been destroyed 
because of self-pity and there was nothing that anybody could do to help them. You know, this, um, this, it, if self-pity, let me, boy, I'll tell you what, I don't know if I'm going to even get any farther than this, but well, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Self-pity is a weird form of self-righteousness because self-pity, you think that nobody understands you. You think that nobody's ever gone through what you're going through. And if somebody like me tries to help you, you'll get mad at me because I don't understand. Because I've never been hurt, right? Pastor Bob's never been hurt. That is self-righteousness. That is Phariseeism. How do you know whether I've ever been hurt or not? And this is not a contest about who's been hurt the worst. But how do you know when somebody's reaching out to help you that they haven't gone through a few things in their life? How do you know that? You don't know that. And when you harden your heart through self-pity, you have one of the worst forms of self-righteousness and pride that there is. That's why I don't know how hell works, but I know what the book of Revelation says. And in the book of Revelation, when God is pouring out his judgment on this earth, instead of people repenting, they're getting harder and harder. You can read it if you want to in... in um, in Revelation 16, I mean, there was hail, and the people got madder at God. They blasphemed the name of God. There was great heat that was scorching people. It says they repented not, in verse 9, to give him glory. They blasphemed the name of God. Verse 10, it, it says they gnawed their tongues for pain. They were so much pain going on in the world in this last day, and we may not be that far away from it. But then in verse 11, it says they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. In other words, they were being, the judgment of God was coming. They were in pain and they were mad at God because of the pain. That's what makes me think, I don't think there's going to be a lot of repenting in hell. I think people have just hardened their heart. And self-pity can make you angry at God. Self-pity can make you angry at others. Self-pity can make you be a school shooter. Yeah. Self-pity can make you walk away from your family. Just get in your car. Just drive away. Nobody understands. I work so hard. Nobody cares about me. Nobody wants me to be happy. It's all about everybody else. That's hardness of heart. You know, and I I wanted to spend a little time there. I really did. Because some people feel like they're justified to have a hard heart. They're just full of self-pity. You know, nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I guess I'll go eat worms. I think my mom used to sing that to me. My mom's probably listening tonight. She can tell me later. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Guess I'll go eat worms. You know, little kids, when they do that, we kind of think it's cute, you know, when they pout and so on. To a point. And then we're like, you know, I'll give you something to cry about. Did your parents ever tell you that? (laughs) I'll give you something to cry about. You better get, you better smile. You know, this, this, um, yeah, Brother Farron's right. Self-pity causes us to focus on ourselves instead of God. That's, that's the problem. But that causes a hardness of heart. There's other things that cause hardness of heart. Seeing evil abound in this world can harden your heart. Jesus said in Matthew twenty four twelve, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Because iniquity shall abound. In other words, we're living in a world that people are calling good evil and evil good. Like parents that make their kids listen to them and have structure, there are people that think that's evil. You should let your kids. I, You know, because I didn't have a TV in my home, I had a, one of my wife's relatives thought I was abusing or neglecting my children because we didn't have a TV. Well, 
I think it's good not to have a TV. I'd recommend that to you. I think it's good for your children not to have a TV. And of course, or any other form that you could watch it on. You know, we're, we're living in a world that if you're not careful, it can make your heart grow cold. You got you to gotta guard, guard against this. Reproof of sin can make your heart grow cold. You know, there was a king in the book of Second Chronicles. His name was Zedekiah. And the Bible said, Zedekiah chapter 36, he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He humbled not himself before Jeremiah the prophet, speaking from the mouth of the Lord. And the Lord God of their fathers sent to them by his messengers, rising up betimes and sending, because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. But Zedekiah and his people, they mocked the messengers of God. They despised their words. They misused the prophets. Until the wrath of God rose against his people, and there was no remedy. That's verse 16 of Second Chronicles 36. Why was there no remedy? Because they had hardened their heart to reproof. Okay, it's one thing to be wrong. But when you're called on it by somebody that knows God, that's time to repent. That's time to say, I was wrong, I'm sorry. Turn around. But if you harden your heart to reproof, there's no... Well, it says there, there was no remedy. It's kind of like kind of like Proverbs 29 and 1. He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck and shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. You know, this is, this is uh, what I see happening. People will not listen, and they harden themselves. They come to church, they hear preaching of the Word of God, but they won't listen, and they get harder and harder and harder because they won't do what what God's telling them to do. You know, I've got people that have I've dealt with over the years. I'm not saying I know everything. I'm not saying that I'm a prophet. I'm not saying anything. But I do have some horse sense that I've got out of the Word of God. And I can help you. I really can. I can help you. But you're going to have to listen. You're going to have to. It's kind of like my friend Wes used to tell me. We worked together. He said, I buy you books and buy you books, and all you do is eat the covers. <laughs> you know, they're, they because we will not. You know, Pharaoh, the Bible said he hardened his heart, but in other places it says the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. And I think what was happening there was, is because Pharaoh would not listen that's when God got involved and said, okay, if you won't listen, I'll help you do what you want to do. Whoa. Never going to finish this topic. Let me look through some of these um, some of these texts here. I've got people texting me good, good stuff. Um, let's see. Wow. You know what? I don't know if I can. I, I can't read this all on without going through it, but I, I could actually click on Brother Ferens, and I know it'll be good. I just know it will be. Brother Ferens said, God works all things together for our good. He is the one who is right for right, is right or righteous. Self-pity causes us to focus on self instead of God. And that is so, so true. Uh, a minister friend of mine, Ben Burling, said that in Luke 8, chapter 8, verses 5 through 8, the rock could be a hard heart. That's interesting. Um, Good to hear from Ben. Uh, just good to hear from all of you. You can text me tonight, 701-290-7862. And um, just I really encouraged tonight. A lot of people are listening. A lot of people are texting me. Here again, if you text me, I'm not going to bug you. I'm not going to um, send you a text back, you know, bugging you. But if you text me, that's, you know, I have people locally text me. And if they don't ask me to get a hold of them, I won't. I just won't. But we're talking about tonight about hardening of the heart. And there are many people that feel like they're justified to have their heart hardened, and some of them are. But if you don't if you don't believe me, it'll still destroy you. It really will. And 
the Bible talks about a great cloud of witnesses that um, that is going to that surrounds us and is encouraging us. This is in Hebrews, and in this great cloud of witnesses, there are people that have went through what we have gone through, but they're not. They made it. You see, it's not necessarily the outside stimuli. It's more what it's. It's more the lump of clay. You know, like the same sun that, you know, softens the wax, hardens the clay. It's it's not the sun. It's not the circumstances of life. The circumstances of life don't make you into anything. The circumstances of life just show everybody else who you really are. Because when bad things happen to good people, some of those good people get a hard heart. Like, what did I do to deserve this? What did I do? And here again, you know, there are things that happen to people. Sometimes people are just blindsided, you know, with their marriage failing. Maybe there's an affair. Uh, maybe there's, you know, there, it, you can just get blindsided. You know, lying going on. And you can get a hard heart. But I'm warning you, stay away from that. Keep believing. Keep believing that people can change. Keep believing that God can help people. Tell it like it is, show. I didn't even tell you I didn't even tell you that you could come to our church today today. That's terrible. Um the uh New Life Pentecostal Church is located located at 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Right on Interstate 94. You can't miss it. Uh, 501 Elks Drive. And um, we bought the top portion of the Elks building. It's 18,000 square feet, I believe. And it's, it can see 500 people. And we're going to have a bunch of them there on Saturday. There's a wedding there Saturday. We'll test it out. But um, but anyway, I, I just want to encourage you. And I want to encourage you hard-hearted people that are listening, wondering if there's still hope for you. There is. There's still hope for you. You know, uh, the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter, let's see, which, what is that, Acts chapter 9? Is that right? Yeah, on a Damascus road. The Apostle Paul had a hard heart, and God got a hold of him. And maybe you've got a hard heart, or maybe you know somebody that's got a hard heart. Keep praying for him. God knows how to break it. Be careful of a hard heart because you could be lost because of it. But God's grace is able to help us. It really is. Let me let me try singing this song here. I haven't sang this song for years, but I really, really like it. And it, it's just talking about how sometimes life is unfair and we miss things. And now we're wondering if there's any hope. And uh, But there is hope when grace walks in. Standing there with your list of regrets That you can't get past yourself Wish so bad that you could make the mark But your dreams are stuck on a shelf And all you want to do is turn back time Redeem the days you lost But shame keeps calling out your name And the chains refuse to fall it's not over, it's not over This is the moment that grace walks in With arms wide open, arms wide open To tell you this is not the end When doubt is strong, your will is weak To even believe again That's when grace, that's when grace walks in You once believed that you could change the world with a fire deep in your soul. Your faith was strong and the call was clear. You were sure you could make a new road. Like so many, the flame grew dark and your confidence hit the wall. Always seems to be a lot of big questions, but the answers seem so small. 
But it's not over, it's not over. This is the moment that grace walks in. With arms wide open, arms wide open, to tell you this is not the end. When doubt is strong, your will is weak, to even believe again. That's when grace, that's when grace walks in. It's not over, it's not over. This is the moment that grace walks in. With arms wide open, arms wide open, to tell you this is not the end. When doubt is strong and your will is weak, to even believe again. That's when grace, that's when grace walks in. That's when grace walks in. You know, I um, I wanted to end the program on a positive note, but you know, I I just kind of go to a different direction here tonight. Got a few minutes left, and I don't know if Holy Ghost Radio is going to kick me off or not. But I've just got a few, um, just a few seconds left here. But but you know, don't harden your heart. It's so dangerous because people are lost with a hardened heart. You know, when, when I look at Judas in the Old Test or in the New Testament, where Jesus, the Bible said after that communion, that very first communion day, and after Judas took the communion, his heart was hardened. And he sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And he was his heart was so hardened, there was no repentance, and he just went out and he killed himself. You know, there's a fork in the road today, and if you're playing with this bitterness and you're playing with this hardness, and here again, sometimes it's justified, many times it's not. You just think it is. But either way, you can be lost forever. Hello, Judas, you poor old fool. You never did understand all the things teacher was doing all across the land yeah so hung up on your own desires that you never took the time to see all in the world that he was doing was trying to set you free so you ratted old Judas and you took the silver and you thought you were doing great When you got sorry, you turned in the money, found that it was too late. Well, you never understood the wherefores, and you never understood the whys. Go along, Judas, down to my way, highway, down to your own demise. Go along, Judas, you're a man on your own. Go along, Judas, you can die all alone. Go long, Judas, cause you never did understand What the teacher was doing in the land Go long, Judas, you're a man on your own Go long, Judas, you can die all alone Go long, Judas, move your feet Right on down that Ego Street I said to go down to that Potter's Field Go, Judas I watch you die, Judas But oh my friend, won't you stop right here? There's a fork in the road. Don't think you want to get lost. One way leads to a potter's field. The other way leads to a cross. And Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, I just pray God that you will give grace to those that have a hardened heart. Touch them. God, help them. God, help them. Help those that are going that way to see the signs and pull themselves away and start loving God and start forgiving and stop justifying. Just pray in Jesus' name. Lord willing, 
Pastor Bob will be back next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time for another Tell It Like It Is radio program. Until then, God bless. This program should be uploaded to Holy Ghost Radio podcasts sometime in the future. It's just called Don't Harden Your Heart. God bless you. Good night. This is a call to prayer. All the answers are just waiting there. When life's trials all seem too much, all you need is the Savior's touch. When we ask Him. In Jesus' name, blood-bought healing flows through Him. This is a call to prayer. The door is open, come on in. On your stronger so don't hold on any longer to those down have you always wanted to have a program on the radio if you can talk on the phone you can have your very own program on holy ghost radio too you can produce your program or we can help you produce it for more information tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com the preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.